You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Everybody, it is Wednesday evening. Time for some American Winer. How the hell is everybody doing? My guest tonight in studio, my second in studio guest in a row after months of uh, talking to people on Skype and not being able to look them in the face. Michael Badinger. Yes. How are you from I've, the Detroit local? Abs- I'm wonderful, man. Thank you so much for having me on, Alex. Really appreciate it, bud. Did, did I get your last name right? Did you I- did. You did. Okay, and I'm, I'm pretty... Uh, Sympathetic to when people mess it up. I, you know, I, I've dealt my whole life people mispronouncing it, so it's not really a big deal. But yeah, Mike Batinger. Batinger, yeah. The the jur is easy to remember. I just I wrote it down. I, I wrote it down phonetically. Yeah, here, it's so. super German, man. It's yeah. actually it comes from like a uh, a village outside of Stuttgart, Germany, where it's like Worcester Bettinger or something like that. So if you meet someone that that. Has like a uh, last name phonetically like mine. Yeah, we're all somehow related. So. Uh, from the national Matthew, Matthew. Oh God, I can't remember Beringer, Beringer. That well, that's there's no T in that. Uh, so. But uh, damn, I was yeah, I was, yeah. I, no, first no. thing I thought of. We've got some in California, some in Florida, uh, a big chunk here in uh, Detroit and Metro Detroit. So. And is that a uh, is that an ancestry.com discovery or No, dude, think? actually we I I did do one of the uh, ancestry.coms in the past. So um I wish I would have I would have sent you the results before, <laughs> but it was like there was the the Iberian Peninsula was a big one that that shocked me and jumped out. I'm 12% Iberian Peninsula. Iberian what what Yeah, yeah Spain? Spain. Oh, okay. I think, yeah. you know. So it was uh, like the um Pomeranian, not the dog. They, there was like a, a nomadic tribe that like came down in Germany, and that's where like it settled from. I have no idea how the that shit it is was, crazy. It was a surprise. I don't know how they do it, but um, it makes you yeah. wonder like who's going to be talking. Like you know, I mean, I, I don't have kids, but if I do, far into the future, you know, who's going to be talking about us so we can't even consider like those people that you just said migrating down to that peninsula yeah. have no try explaining electricity to them let alone a podcast <laughs> yeah, you know and here yeah. we are talking about them yeah. you know which is nuts later. because uh like that the technology even back then the technology was not necessarily invented yet but the it, it was like I don't know. It, like it's always been there. We just they just had to figure out how to do it. Right. That's true. Yeah. So the that's, means were always there. Yeah. It, it yeah. took us. It took us a hundred thousand years or however long we've been, you yeah. know, evolving. So yeah. we're already getting pretty fucking deep here, man. I wasn't expecting. You're, I think you're the first person to actually go before you were born. Tell me about your <laughs> your ancestry before I even start asking the the interview questions. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um. Great segue there. So, uh, but I, I start off the interview with the same question every time. The question is, where were you born? Uh, I was born in. Uh, just outside of Detroit, where my my parents were both uh, working at a hospital called Bon Secours. Mm-hmm. So it's in Gross Point Park, I think. Uh, we lived in Detroit, but yeah, me uh, I was born there. Okay, and did you in, grow in Detroit, up? Basically, yeah. Did yeah. you so, grow up in Detroit, or yeah, yeah? So we, um, my whole life, other than than college, I've lived in the city, right? So I was born on the like deep east side, if you know where. Kelly and Meringue roads are like near Denby high school. Denby. I, I'm yeah. not too familiar with that area. Yeah. But. So uh, that's like, we lived there for a while. We moved, we bought, we moved around a little bit in the city from, from there we went to uh, like Morningside East English village area. Mm-hmm. And then from there we moved downtown and then moved again downtown. So See, we're talking neighborhoods here then too. Yeah, so you're like, yeah. most people are like when they say I'm from Detroit, what they really mean is I'm from Novi, yeah, you know, yeah. but you actually lived in the city proper My whole life. Yeah. yeah. And I've gotten that, that 
shock, not that shock, but that like, wait, what do you mean? Yeah. My <laughs> entire life, man. And, and I don't blame them. You know what I mean? I don't fit what people, when you hear, oh, someone's from Detroit, especially, you know, and maybe not more, not so much now, uh, but back, you know, late eighties, nineties, all throughout that. Definitely. I, I was, uh, people were a little shocked to see me, you know, because mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a white guy, you know yeah. what I mean? I'm not going to, not going to, not going to pull any, like, I mean, that's, yeah, people were surprised by it. And, uh, I don't know. I, I just thought it was normal. I yeah. Guess. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, Detroit is so fucking huge too. The the actual city limits. I I was shocked. I didn't find this out until I was an adult. But you could fit like Boston and you know so many other yeah, cities. I think it's Manhattan, in Detroit. So Manhattan, Boston, and San Francisco. That's all, right. All within yeah. the confines of the city of Detroit. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, it'll take you if you go from one side, from the east side, all the way to the west side. You know, one end to the other. It'll take you over an hour. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there are states that you can get through. Faster than that, like Rhode Island, for example. You know what I mean? So, um, pretty damn close anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, you know, that's why you have so many different cultures and viewpoints. And and while Metro Detroit can be um, pretty segregated at times, I've always felt like Detroit, the city, um, maybe because, you know, just of, of how I grew up, I always thought that there was a lot of different cultures in the city. You know what I mean? There were, I grew up in an area there were white kids, black kids, uh, everything in between. You know what I mean? So right. it was never uh, never an issue. And I think that's why I was always so surprised when people were like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, well, what do you mean? That's you not know? what the news told me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I absolutely love it. I feel like um, being from the city has given me so much, you know what I mean, just uh, of who I am as a man, who I am as a human. So yeah, I, I mean, I love it. I, you know, I'm probably not probably not going anywhere at this point. You know well, what I'm we'll saying? we'll get into that. I do want to talk to you because this must have been if you've lived in the city your whole life. The last, I mean, thirty years have been a roller coaster for this city. So I, I do want to talk about that with you. Sure. Um, but uh, before we get to that, uh, you what were you into as a kid? Like, tell me about your childhood. Like <laughs> moving around the city. And, yeah. And... No, dude. So um, hockey and Boy Scouts. Really? <laughs> you really? know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I grew up playing hockey. Uh, obviously, there's only uh, there's not really any hockey in the city of Detroit right now. And I'll take a minute to say uh, Clark Park is a phenomenal organization. If you have an opportunity to support them, uh, they're the only they were the only uh, youth hockey organization within the city until uh, the Jack Adams Ice Arena on the west side. I think it's on Wyoming started back up with the Detroit Ice Dreams uh, program that gives at risk or um, you know, youth who don't have access to ice hockey that want to learn it on the west side of Detroit, uh, two amazing organizations. Please support them. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I don't know, man. I, I was pretty into school. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like uh, I played some sports. I did hockey and lacrosse through high school. And uh, Well, so wait. So where did you play hockey, though? Like what was so your – So St. Clair Shores uh-huh. and Gross Point, Point mostly, yeah. Okay. Right? They're the Bulldogs? Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, shout out Gross Point Bulldogs, too. I just coached <laughs> – I coached the 04 team for the last five years. Oh, too. no kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. So uh, that's a big part of who I am, too. So – uh, I I played hockey as a kid too. That's oh, right that's on, funny. Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we're you're you're two years older than me. Yeah, so, you still uh, skate? I I you know it's funny. The last time I skated was in Christmas 2016. It had it had been over a decade, and I felt like a baby deer. Yeah, and it's yeah. so weird because 
I, I remember you don't even think about it. You yeah. know, after I you do crossovers and everything else, and you're, you're freaking hitting people and not even getting yeah. up and not thinking about it. But I was like, if I fall, I'm going to shatter my kneecaps. <laughs> yeah. You know? Do you yeah. still have gear? I don't know. Okay, no. man. Well, we do a, a Monday night skate. I organize two out in Fraser. So if you're ever interested, oh, the Fraser Fraser Ice yeah. Arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. so way out there. But we do, we skate all throughout the summer, all throughout the winter, too. So, but going back to your question, man, yeah, I, growing up, I was into, you know, riding my bike. You know what I'm saying? Until we moved downtown. Um, I was playing hockey, playing lacrosse. I was working at a summer camp. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I was and then boy scouting. You said, yeah, too. that was, well, so that was pretty much just working at the summer camp. Once I got uh, my first whiff of perfume and gasoline, you know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Like <laughs> that was not what I wanted to do, but I still worked at a, a summer camp, a boy scout summer camp. So, um, yeah, it got me out of the city too. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I feel pretty fortunate being that I was spending all year in an urban environment and then you know, three months was gone into like up near West Branch, right? Oh, every, wow. Every that year. far up so, there, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, definitely an eclectic <laughs> yeah, eclectic childhood. Uh, we moved downtown when I was 12 or 13, right? So there wasn't really any riding my bike. I was like taking the people mover. And there was like four kids that grew up downtown with me. Wow, so, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of our parents generally worked together, you know what I mean? So – um, and your yeah, parents, you said they, they worked for a hospital when you were born. When I was born. Yeah, dude. Actually, funny story. They're probably, they, they will probably listen to this because they support the hell out of me. So uh, my mom was a nurse and my dad was a security guard. Oh, really? Right? So anytime, you know, she would call, be like, oh. <laughs> so I, I, you know, it's a, it's a pretty funny story uh, how they met. You know what I'm saying? So uh, dad punched up on that one. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So they, after that, um my mom was a nurse for forever, all different hospitals around uh, around the city. And then my dad worked for the city of Detroit for – he was a councilman for like – or not – he wasn't a councilman. He worked for a councilman, excuse me, for a number of years. Um, when that councilman didn't get reelected, he actually went uh, and became a beer man at Joe Lewis in oh, the really? interim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, wow. I mean, that's, that's, that's one thing I think Detroit has given – my dad and I both definitely. It's like when the chips are down, you know what I'm saying. Like you, there's gonna, there's nothing that's gonna be below below you, right? So he, he went back, was a beer man, and worked his way up to the manager of concessions, uh, director of concessions at Joe Louis Arena. Wow! Before he huh. went back to the city, right? Uh-huh. Then in 2008, and uh, I, I'm really proud of him for doing this too, because in 2008, uh, his his retirement just got slashed completely, right? Uh, ended up putting himself back through school and became an EMT. Uh, in the city of Detroit, like who who does that at like fifty some years old? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, definitely taught me the value of a dollar and the value of like putting your head down and grinding. Right? Yeah, what an interesting guy that is. That is an incredible uh, trajectory there to go from security guard and then working for city yeah. council or yeah. for a person on city council to Joe, Joe Lewis, Lewis and then back to the city. And yeah. one time he was a parliamentarian running the city council meetings. Like he's done it all in the city. So. Uh, I think that's where I get a lot of my love and passion for Detroit is definitely through him because he grew up the same way. Like my grandpa was a Detroit cop. Mm-hmm. He grew up in the city. Uh, my dad went to Denby. Shout out Denby High School if you're out there. You know, uh, yeah. So and well, so uh, so we, we asked about your parents, and then you said you were into to to school too. So what ah, kind of student dude, were you? I was like, like average at best, oh, okay. right? Yeah. Like <laughs> like um, I went to. From 7th through 12th grade, I went to an all-male, private, Catholic, Jesuit-run 
like college prep high school. Oh, right? wow. So at uh, U of D Jesuits, great school, phenomenal school. Also, uh, shout out Loyola Detroit, who just graduated uh, their 2019 class. It's a, it's another Jesuit school on the west side of Detroit, 100% um, uh, college acceptance rate for for all the young men that went there. So it's actually a pretty impressive uh, thing they did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. Uh, I actually don't know when that story broke, but I read it today, so it might have been. Bad. It might be old, but uh, yeah, I was pretty pretty impressed with that. But yeah, dude. So uh, went to seventh through twelfth grade. Had to wear like a shirt and tie to school every day, and just well, how, what did you think of that at the time? Uh, was, dude, it it was, yeah, was it stifling? Yeah, stifling. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But it definitely. You look back was, on, you're like, I was pretty fortunate to be able to go there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But at the time, and still today, it was the most difficult probably experience in my life. Being an adult is way easier. Do you know what I'm saying? Catholic school. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Then that one, then that uh, one. Right. uh Uh, But it certainly prepared me for college. Certainly prepared me for life because I still haven't met a challenge that was more difficult than than, like the grind of that. So, and I think if you ask any graduate, they'll probably tell you the same thing. Thankful for the experience. uh, Thankful for the values, all all that good stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, um, well, so let let, let me back up here again, because now we're kind of getting to, to, you know, the end of uh, grade school. Yeah, we you. grow up. We grow up so fast. Yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you have an hour to talk about things, you know, yeah, you, yeah. you grow up pretty fast. Um, but I wanted to back up a little bit because I said I. This is great, man. I'm having fun. Yeah, yeah. It's like is, my, it's one of my favorite topics is me, right? Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so easy to talk about yourself, right? Yeah, that's what, yeah. And, and it's that's why um you know when I started doing this I'm like oh man I'm all nervous you know the first couple shows I had and I re- quickly quickly realized like. People love talking about themselves. So if I just give a question, like, they'll, they'll go. go. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. need to worry about I it. I am no exception. Well, <laughs> I will tell you that. Well, I was going to say, because I, I met you back in May. Uh, yeah. I think that was the beginning of May. Yeah. And uh, it was right after I'd started doing, uh, uh, running the shows here. Yeah. Part time. And, um, Yours was the second show I ever did, okay. and the guest was uh, Andrew Yang. who was yeah. running for president. Was, yeah, so that that was your second. Yeah, run? that was my second Jesus. show ever. Now I'd been I running think... the board on my own show for a while, so oh, okay. it wasn't my second time doing that. But I was still like, that was the most nervous I've ever been for a show here or any. I mean, yeah, dude. You know, guests that I've had or anything. Nobody, nobody. I've had a lot of cool guests on, and some people have done some interesting things. I've never had anybody who's running for president at yeah. the time that they were on. So well, yeah, well, that was you know a first for me as well. You know what I'm saying? So that I could was, tell, man. Yeah, yeah you were nervous. I, yeah, so. hell yeah, I was nervous. So here's you, you know, uh, you know, it's like, well, who do you have on other than that? It's like, well, we've got Kyle from that comedy <laughs> show coming up tomorrow. You know what I mean? It's like, how do you transition from that? That was I had first saw um, Andrew Yang on like a, a Joe Rogan podcast on the Breakfast Club. He's all over the place. That was kind of his breakout moment. Yeah, with Joe Rogan. I, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and. Um, so I wanted to get with, – with the Democratic debate coming up in July, I wanted to get somebody. I, I felt like, hey, I've got this voice and it's definitely a voice on, on the TDL podcast uh, that people listen to. And so I just started sending out emails and uh, emailing different guys, tweeting them. And Yang's campaign was one of the first ones uh, to reach back out to me. A guy named Randy is the, the uh, press secretary and he was like, uh, you know, we're going to be in Detroit – coming up at the uh, Detroit Shipping Company. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, well, this is perfect because we have a, a studio right there. The, there's no additional travel, no anything, right? And uh, so first it was like, okay, we can give you uh, 15 minutes before. And then it was like, well, okay, we can give you 30, but maybe after. And it, so it was all in flux until like finally when we saw him walking up and uh, 
they were like, yeah, we got like an hour just and like he just sat down and relaxed and it was like, oh, OK, well, yeah. you know, I, I had like the, the outline to like fire through everything. And it was more of like a I mean, still a politician. You know what I'm saying? Still, like if I if I got a question for him and, I, and he didn't maybe want to answer it, uh, I can't think of any examples. But if you go back and listen to it, it's episode twenty nine. Uh, of the he, Detroit he would, local, which we'll yeah, talk yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but it was like, because that was like, I mean, I could tell for you, like, that was a huge deal. I mean, you yeah. were, you were, and you did good. It oh, was, thanks, it was, man. it was very, you know, it was, I appreciate At the that. beginning, it was kind of like, you, I could tell you were like, oh my fucking God, you know, I'm, I'm actually doing this. Yeah. But then as it, as the interview went on, it was like, oh yeah, you know, and, and like you said, like, guy, you know, yeah, like a politician. I realized, like, as I was listening, I was like, he's not saying anything I haven't heard him yeah. say before yeah, anyway. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. you know, he but I also haven't doing. earned that right as an interviewer yet mm-hmm. to, to like, and I, number one, I, I'm not going to do like a gotcha journalism or gotcha interview mm-hmm. uh i'm not gonna like hit him with some question out of left field uh and and truth be told like i like i said i haven't earned that right to really press it sure as like an american or whatever i have but uh i want him to come back you know what right, i'm saying yeah. and uh so we might we might i i don't know if it's gonna happen but uh we we've been in talks to try and try and organize something again mm-hmm. um going to reach out to a couple other candidates to see you know before the debate after um well you made the connection yeah. now too so it's yeah. like even if you know depending on what happens i mean if, if he if he gets depending on how far he gets or if he drops out or whatever yeah even after that you can still you know call him and ask still for a have job that. or you know what yeah. even after like hey now that you're not running the hell was that all yeah. <laughs> what was that like yeah man? yeah uh couldn't imagine that shit that's you know running well, for president so so the, the reason I brought that up is because that's when I met you, and so that was, and so I, I started learning about the Detroit local, and and sort of as I've as I've been working for the studio here and doing more shows, I've kind of been learning more about different shows, and I've been having different people on. Right on. So I asked you to come on, and uh, but so that's how we met. But I wanted to go back because uh, we were talking before we went on the air here, and I found out that you used to be in radio. Yeah. And so I I didn't know that about you, so that was really interesting, and. Uh, you said that that started back when you were you were in college, right? Yeah, that is what yeah. is that what you went to college for? Or I went to college for <laughs> uh, a couple of different things, right? So, uh, do you want the full like? Yeah, tell me because you yeah. graduated from so I graduated from high school from and high then... school and uh, went for two years. I went to Lake Superior State University. Oh, okay? so you went as far that's, away as you that's could, almost yeah. right, while staying in state while in state being in Michigan, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's in Sault Ste. Marie. All right, man. And that was, you want to talk about culture shock, like Mm -hmm. from downtown Detroit to Sault Ste. Marie, it's a completely different world. Right. Um, I started, I, I, radio had always interested me, right? You come from Detroit, you listen to the radio when you drive, uh, when we were in high school and even younger, it was like radio was. Those people were like local celebrities. You know what I mean? I like Drew and uh, Mike, Arthur Penn, Hal, and that's just the riff. Right. Yeah, dude. So I, I mean, I listened to, uh, uh, it was it was used to be called Kelly, Dave, and Chuck the Freak mm-hmm. uh, on eighty nine X. Yeah, they're they're at the Rift too, right? Um, not Kelly anymore, but it was that one. Uh, a guy named Fat Matt. Yeah, uh, yeah. dude. Uh, Tic Tac, uh, and he was on DRQ. You know what I mean? So yeah, like, yeah. Tic Tac. That yeah, was yeah. like late nineties. Hey, dude. Stuff, when we're yeah. off air, I'll I'll tell you. I got some stories. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. From what I understand, not a great. But anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so they had a radio station. They had a college radio station there, and I was like, "Oh, dude, you sure? Like, I'll give it a shot, right?" It was in the basement of my freshman dorm. Uh-huh. Uh, started doing it, really enjoyed it. Uh, just kept with it, right? But it, when I got to 
when I was done at Lake State those two years, it was like I, I didn't think that was like a career. It was just something fun I did when, you know, it was snowing, which was always right. It was miserable up there. Um, transferred down to Grand Valley. And that's why I only did two years because of the weather. Yeah. Was, well, the uh, weather and it was just like, I mean, it sounds like a prison the way you just said it. Like you yeah. only did two years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I only did two. I could only handle two years, man. Uh-huh. The weather, the just the culture at the time, the small. I thought I would like a small town and it just was like. Not used small. to this and yeah. the weather. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And anyone from there will tell you the same, same thing. So I don't feel bad. Uh, transferred down to Grand Valley. Went to, uh, lived in Grand Rapids there for like five years. Went to school for, originally it was political science. But then I wanted to do like television broadcasting or like any, you know, 19, 20 year old kid. You're like, oh, I love sports and like TV and like, you know what I mean? And I'll so combine I went to, the two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a great idea. Uh, my parents weren't psyched about it, but whatever, you know, um, lived down in Grand Rapids, uh, saw a, like a, a job posting or whatever, like an internship posting come through the broadcasting department that said, uh, what was it? 97 LAV was a classic rock station in Grand Rapids is looking for interns for the Kevin Matthews morning show. And I being from Detroit, I was like, holy shit, like. Radio intern? Like, that's going to be, like, uh, was it Jason, the 300-pound intern? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I'll, I'll throw radio names out. Man, you're for, blowing my mind here. Yeah, These yeah, things dude. I haven't heard for years. Yeah, yeah. I try, I'll, we'll keep it going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I sent in my resume, and literally the next day they called me, and I get down there, and uh, he's like, why do you want to be on, like, do radio as an intern? Like, you know that this is not going to be, like – Fun, like you think it'll be fun, but it's trust me, like you're gonna be up at like three thirty in the morning, four o'clock in the morning on a morning show. I'm like, I would love to. That sounds great. While in college, like, yeah, not yeah. you know, it was it was tough, but I, I went through like that whole like. Well, I grew up listening to these shows. I just I love the medium. Uh, I love like the reach. I just think it, it's it's fun. You can kind of create uh, a picture with your words and theater of the mind. You know what I mean? Uh, got the internship, did that for a couple years. Hired me on to be like. Uh, a gopher, they called it, um, like a, like an on-site technician, basically. Like when they have a remote, go set it up or whatever. And I was still going to college, but at that time it was great. Uh, got recruited. Well, actually, from there, then got brought on to do another morning show on KLQ. It was called Justice and Jim in the Morning. Um, did that for a short time. Got recruited by Clear Channel to go literally across the street and join the night show. And that's where I, I really like kind of came into my own but yeah being mm-hmm. a radio dj for, for your 20s and, and mid 20s it's like the coolest shit in the world yeah, yeah you know what i mean like definitely. you're not making you know dick for money but you're in the bars this is like a top 40 station it was uh wsnx 104.5 right mm-hmm. uh it was holmes and hooch at night the freak show right <laughs> so uh god i mean i haven't talked about this in years absolutely loved it but you're in the bars every night you know what i'm saying like you're working till Three thirty, four o'clock in the morning, and that's just like, I don't know, man. It's not really a healthy lifestyle by any stretch of the imagination. And uh, but for your mid twenties, that's I mean, as long that's like it seems like if you if you take it too long, then it becomes you know you're you're like okay, there are there are people that have taken it too long. There Mm -hmm. are people that are still trying to grind that out, and and God bless them. You know what I mean? Go for it. But uh, for me, it was like the end of the road was definitely there, and it was like okay, well. Like I, not like, yeah, like I've got yeah. rent and I'm not making enough money. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so I, I actually got a second job while I was doing that too. Uh, doing what? Selling jewelry, bro. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like engagement rings, fine jewelry, things like that. Oh my God. Selling diamonds at the mall, man. 
so yeah, I, I can I can still do that. You know what I'm saying? Like I still know I, that's that's a skill I've got in the back pocket. But yeah, that was that was a rough time. So then ended up moving back to Detroit in like 2008, 2009. Mm-hmm. Just had to get had to, I was done with radio. I had to get back. Uh, so about ten years ago then. You're- yeah, 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 yeah. Ten, ten years ago or so, uh, you know, moved back to Detroit right when like shit was hitting the fan. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, the economy uh, and everything. And, yeah, and yeah. That was when Kwame was still still there and all that. Yeah, crap well, very was going much on. so. Very much so. Yeah, that's um, yeah. What a flawed, like tragic character, though. Too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like I, well, like we're all flawed, and I, and I don't, I'm not here to judge anybody by any means, but yeah. Mary Kilpatrick was, he, he had like, I don't know if you even remember this. I mean, uh, wasn't it Barack Obama was like meeting with him too? Like before, before uh, all the scandals broke and everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was like, and he was tagged. He was tabbed to be like a next up and comer. You know what I mean? I remember like when he got elected, not to get too far off track, but I do remember when he got elected in 03. Yeah. Uh, the, Everybody was like, this is the guy, yeah. you know, like this is the fucking guy. He's going to turn the city around. And then if he wants national office, he can go for it. I remember when we had that blackout, yeah. which was the same year. That was 2003. Yeah, 2003. Yep. And he got elected in 02. Okay. Um, and uh, right. Yeah, I, yeah. I, it's sometime around there. Yeah. But I do remember because I, I remember uh, that blackout happened. It was this huge deal because the whole portion of the country is out. Right. Yeah. And I do remember getting on this little battery-operated TV that we had and seeing him do a press conference. And the, like one of the first things he said was, I've learned more today about electrical grids than I ever yeah, cared to yeah. know. And I thought, yeah, that's a really – I like this guy, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, what a shame the way things worked out. I will say, too, I remember I was – the Wings won the Cup in 08. Yeah. And I was down – I was at the parade. I was downtown for, for, for all that. And I remember when he got on – to uh Nikki Redmond and introduced him and said the proudest mayor and as soon as those words out of his mouth just this freaking ocean of booze coming really coming at him yeah. and he and he went up there and and you know was just like I don't you know his whole vibe was I don't give a fuck like yeah, you know, yeah. drinks are on me dude I, and, I go ahead I'm sorry well and and I just I remember thinking like you know I I, I know what I hear in the news and all that stuff, but I, in that moment, I felt I was just like I don't know if I'd be able to take that many people fucking doing that to me. Like, yeah, it I'm just emotionally, be, I can't, yeah. I can't do that. So <laughs> I did feel a little empathy there. Yeah, yeah. I actually I saw him at uh, an Eminem concert at Ford Field. It was like Missy Elliott, Eminem, Fifty Cent, and uh, I don't know if G Unit was there, so whatever it was. But he was dressed in just all black leather, like biker gear. Just surrounded by cops, just making his way yep. through the crowd. It was like, oh, like he was a big guy too. He is, yeah. Isn't he? How tall is he? He's got to be like six, yeah, six three, four, four, or something I don't like know. that. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. He ran against Gil Hill. That that, uh, uh, and I thought actually there was another guy by the name of Nicholas Hood who I thought was going to be uh, when when Kwame Kilpatrick ran the first time. I thought that was I thought it was going to be Nicholas Hood and Gil Hill. But I mean, he was he wasn't it. Carolyn Cheeks Kilpatrick was his mom. I yeah, think, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was a state rep, was it? Senator? Something like that. She was. Yeah. She was. Uh, yeah, because she wasn't. I don't think she was a congresswoman, like a national congresswoman. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, they're all they're Name all gone carried now. Weight, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a, so I didn't mean to get off topic or anything. No, no, it's interesting. In fact, I, I do want to talk about Detroit. Uh, like the one of my questions is coming up here is, is specifically about Detroit. But so you got back to to Detroit. Yeah. And uh, and then what happened? I mean, what what were you like? I, you, I you were like, do. now what? You know? Yeah. yeah I was, I'm an adult uh, now. <laughs> yeah, I was still selling diamonds, just at a different mall. <laughs> okay, uh, trying to figure out like where am I going to use this communications degree? Uh, like I, I was like, okay, well, I was a political science pre law major before that. Maybe I'll try and get a job at a law firm. But like, 
to th- at that time, like who's there's no like, jobs anyway. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I'm a kid, right? It, plus, yeah, I'm a young kid. Like, oh, what have you been doing the last couple of years? Oh, I've been a radio DJ. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not really a whole lot of transferable. Can I please skills practice there. law with you? Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> so, um, you know, and, and I'm not too proud to admit I leaned on my network hard trying to find something to like find a job, mm-hmm. and I took a, a gig at a law firm, um, making twelve bucks an hour. Okay, in a file room at a big law firm downtown. Um, and just <laughs> like grinded it out for like that first year where it was like, okay, well, I'm making 12 bucks here. I'm making 12 bucks here trying to pick up any shifts that I can. You know what I mean? And that's, that's, that's why I mentioned like my dad working at fucking Joe Lewis when he's got a family to support, you know what right. I mean? Nothing's beneath you. No. Yeah. yeah dude. And I, and I, no problem. Like I'll do another one. Just like, I need, I I know what it was like, like at the end of college when I was like incredibly broke mm-hmm. and like making a dollar stretch. And so I, you know, with my shitty credit at the time, it made it a promise to like, it's not going to happen again. Right. Uh, so I move home, find a job a week, uh, a week after I moved home, actually, rewind, my car got stolen. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So it home. was like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was an idiot about it. I had like 10 inch subwoofers and like just driving around my old neighborhood. Like mm-hmm. I, I was asking for it, which, uh, don't blame the victim, but man, I was, you know, blame myself on that one. But anyway, uh, started working at a law firm there, found another job at a different law firm, uh, out in Troy and started making the commute from downtown to Troy. You know what I mean? Renting, uh, an apartment, renting a condo. And then, uh, yeah, just bounced around different, like legal administrative gigs for a while. Mm-hmm. And, uh, for like the last 10 years. And so. that's, so that's kind of where it's been. Because I know you're at a law firm now that's, too, yeah, aren't that's you? that's the day job, man. That's what pays the bills, whereas TDL is what, you know, feeds my soul. So I, I'm a firm believer in like, I, I, it's, I don't know how to make money feeding my soul. Like that supports the kind of comfort that I like require in my right, life right. at this point. Yeah. No, know? I'm the same way. And that's yeah. a really great way of putting it too. Yeah. yeah. So I, Feed I, your soul. yeah, exactly. So I will trade my days working like that in order to allow myself to do what I want to at night, you know, mm-hmm. I, and, uh, you, you can't really be like a half, half in guy when you're, if you're an entrepreneur. Right. So I, that's why I still call like TDL, the website, the Detroit local.com. Uh, and the podcast is just like, it's just my hobby. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it, if it turns a profit, which, uh, it's, it started doing okay. You know what I mean? Then, uh, then great, but it's by no means like have I put all my eggs in that basket, and and that's that's a lot of people like shame individuals for working for somebody else, but I, I couldn't disagree more. You know what I mean? You have to you have to find like your comfort zone. What do right. you, you know what I mean? And then you have to stick with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and actually, you have a perfect background for the Detroit local anyway, because I mean, it's law firms and then radio. You know, so you kind of have. Yeah. Both ends, you got the con- communication part of it, but then you also have the nitty gritty, uh, yeah. you know, government part of it, you know, yeah. experience. Too, oh, yeah, so. yeah. And the legal side of it, too. Yeah. Uh, which, which served well when we got our first cease and desist letter. <laughs> but, really? Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to write that down in my notes. I yeah. will get to that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But let's talk about So when did the Detroit local come about? And, and just tell Dude, me about so it. Like, it's, well, it's July now. So in like theory, it was a concept for like really only like two to three, two and a half years in May. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, we had our two year anniversary party in May, but that was really like 
two years of a, of it being a concept, right? It started as just like an Instagram tag or an Instagram uh, handle, right? I kept seeing um, like lists, like top 10 Instagram people to follow, top 10 restaurants, top 10 whatever. And I was getting very frustrated that number one, I wasn't on some of these lists for like the Instagram stuff, mm-hmm. uh, which which is so petty, but whatever. You know, I was just like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Uh, like, what do I have to do? But then it it, it expanded to like, uh, I've got one of my closest friends. His name is uh, Godwin, Chef Godwin Iantugi. Okay. He runs a restaurant called Yum Village. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't like getting this coverage as, as a young black entrepreneur. He wasn't getting the coverage from some of these uh, larger media outlets at the time. You know, now he is because he's the fucking man. But uh so I was like, man, I just need – okay, so like for example, you see like the awards for Detroit's best whatever and that's – all that is is like who's advertising with some of these magazines or like like for example, I saw one that was um, you can vote once per hour from now and for like the next six days. Yeah, it's so like, it's just a – it's a popularity it, thing yeah, sort of, it, not, or a yeah, promotion that, thing basically. Exactly. Yeah. Like, okay, we want to get our web clicks up. So I, I was getting so frustrated seeing shit like that that I was like, well, you know what? Why don't I just – like what is stopping me from making my own outlet that can highlight the things that not only I think are is are interesting, but the things that my network, my friends, my people that are are working and doing things in the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, why can't we all do that and, and showcase it on a totally separate platform that's not, you know. It's not based on clicks or yeah, it's not it, yeah exactly. The, it's not Channel Four's top whatever presented by Wallside Windows. You know, mm-hmm. shout out Wallside Windows. I can use a promotion. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, well, so so that was kind of the the genesis of it. There is where you you said, okay, I I don't like all these lists and I don't like the way that they're put together. Sort yeah. Of. So I want to do it more organically. I guess. I guess. Is kind yeah. Of the, it the was word. it was originally, you know, I I have friends that are like prod me on like, oh, what is it? What is it? What is it? And so I would always the first answer I would give it's a a website and a and a podcast that highlights the micro versus the macro events, happenings, artists, and businesses uh, going on in the city and around the city. Right. Since then, each aspect of it has kind of changed, really. Like so, the website will have articles that um, I have that individuals write. Right. You know what I mean? Like top. 14 offbeat places to take a Valentine's Day date. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we were working on right now that's like the best patios to check out or best patios to take your dog, shit like that, right? So pretty random stuff then, like well, stuff yeah. that you don't always hear about it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, and so that that's the website where we try to push some of those articles. Uh, the Facebook will show like uh, – we'll share other people's articles as well. Some of those bigger media outlets, I, I do like some of their writings, so not so much all of them, but – uh, we'll share other articles. We'll share our articles. Uh, our Instagram will just be pictures around, you know, the city. Uh, and then iTunes, we've got the podcast. The the podcast is all over the place it's online at uh, com slash podcast. Uh, then we've got like shirts and t-shirts that just tries to fund the, uh, to fund the podcast, to fund the You're wearing time. one now. I am <laughs> wearing one right now. Exactly. Uh, you can get this. Uh, it's a long sleeve white t-shirt with uh, our beta logo, I guess you could call it. Uh, still available, our X logo. Uh, comes in a couple of different colors. You know what I'm saying? Like for men and women makes a great summertime gift. Um, yeah. So we've got, and then we do some live podcasts. We've worked with like PJ's Lager House. We had one there. Oh, hell yeah. We yeah. had one at, uh, yeah. And I'll tell you about that. That was a fucking awesome night. But uh, we did a, a live one at Fort Street Galley 
You know what I mean? So we're all over the place. Um, just trying to plug people into like different scenes in the city. I, I don't know. I like, I, I'm such a, like a shotgun blast to just like, okay, this is what I want to do on the internet. Boom. Go. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, we're not exactly highlighting the micro versus the macro. And we're not exactly plugging everyone into all the scenes, but that's kind of what, I don't know, man. Well, it we sounds are, like you're, it sounds like you're, you're just, you're, you're in kind of sort of the stage of like trying is whatever you feel like trying at this yeah, point. Whatever I want to do, because yeah. again, it's not, I don't have all my eggs in this basket. I don't have to worry about like, oh shit, man, is that client going to sign? Are mm-hmm. we going to get that remote broadcast? Are we going to sell fucking 15 t-shirts? Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's just like, oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. Put it up. Mm-hmm. See what mm-hmm. we got. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we're. We'll do some TDL bottled water soon. I don't yeah. fucking know. Whatever, you know? Um, well, uh, so when did the podcast come about, though? Like, podcast, dude. The- it's not, it hasn't even been a year yet. And uh, so the podcast, the first episode was uh, because I had that radio background. I've been talking about this for years with my boy, uh, one of my friends, Jason. Just we would always talk about, oh, podcast, podcast, podcast. We'd record like what we would think were episodes. And so it's always been like what I, I've always wanted to do it. And, uh, in like August of last year, I was a guest on one of the podcasts here that records here a podcast to try called Refrigerator Diaries. Okay. And like the following Saturday, they had a try podcasting for free day. And I was just looking for a way to get my foot in the door. Like I knew that I would be able to do it. I knew that it would be, you know, not successful, but good enough. You know what I mean? I'm a big good enough guy. It doesn't need to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Just show up. That's half the fucking battle. So uh, I came in. Recorded an episode with uh, the now co-host, uh, Kari Hobbs, a.k.a. Rufio Jones of Detroit City. Can you dig it? Uh, who I Not to get too far off track, but he was just on the match game, nationally televised. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. We're going to double back to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was hosted by Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Uh, he did. He did all right. He won some money. Big ups. Um, so that following said they had like a try podcasting for free day. So I, I reserved an hour and then just jumped at it and just started grinding, right? So – we're up to 32 or 33 episodes now. Uh, we're taking a little summer hiatus. Didn't want to get lost in the shuffle. Doing a little more outside stuff. Trying to put it, pick my head up from grinding it out and figure out, okay, what's the next move going to be, right? So we're looking at hopefully doing something in September. And then we'll have uh, – we'll go right into like all of our Christmas stuff, uh, which is – you know we've got a really fucking sweet Christmas uh, sweater design. It's uh I don't know, check it out. It's on it's on uh, our website, but it's awesome. It's a Detroit themed Christmas sweater. And you guys, the podcast is when is it on and when can you So know, we what? record usually from nah, 8 to 9 on Wednesday nights, every other Wednesday. Uh Here in Royal Oak, right? Here in Royal Oak. Yeah, yeah, yeah because it's a little less expensive than the one uh in downtown Detroit, which we we might go to that. I don't know. Like like I said, we we're picking our head up now trying to <laughs> trying to strategize, you know, a little, use a little strategery mm-hmm. and uh, figure out what our next move is going to be. We're definitely going to stick with it. Um, I just don't know. We, we, we're, I'm thinking about doing it mobile too now. Like this is great to have like, okay, let's go to the studio. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it would be so much more beneficial, especially for us to be able to go mobile. Like, hey, where are you? Let me come to you in your scene, in your environment. Right. Not like, um, like, so like we, on one of our episodes, we had a guy named John Hughes. He, uh, not the director, but uh, he runs the downtown Detroit bike shop and the Lexus Velodrome. And it's like, man, that would be so awesome to be able to do a podcast like from the Velodrome or from like the bike shop, just because you have that like ambient noise and you have like, they're like, I'm just using that as an example, like in that uh, they're in their own environment 
a little more relaxed, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Plus, if you, you, they're looking around and they see something that they want to talk about, you know, or, or you know, you can be the 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 conversation is all around you at that yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a lot easier. So yeah, the podcast we started the podcast in September, and uh, we just went straight through, man. And uh, and you said 32 episodes in. Yeah, already? 30, yeah, 32. Which uh, this I just got the other the. I was delinquent in a while, but number 32 went up uh, and it is with a guy named Robert Carpenter and Nolan Serafin. Uh, we did a history of the James C. Scott Memorial Fountain on Belle Isle mm-hmm. and then organized a tour of the uh, underground portion of it, right? So we raised like 500 bucks for the Belle Isle Conservancy. So that's like a whole other aspect that we're trying to get our hands in is doing like not be a nonprofit, but just like fundraise like we Help raised out, yeah. yeah we raised 1100 bucks for the friends of the DACC which is the Detroit Animal Control mm-hmm. their nonprofit volunteer wing raised 1100 dollars for them um, that's that's really fucking cool man and and the, the, all these guests that you've even talked about even since we just we've been we've been talking about the show what an eclectic mix too it sounds like you've got you got exactly what you wanted you know in terms of of the macro and the micro, you know, I'm like trying, I don't yeah. dude. like some of these just fall into your hands. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Where it's like that Andrew Yang one. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That's macro. It doesn't really have much to do with Detroit, but like it was an event in Detroit, you know, yeah, so, dude, yeah. forever president. And then, yeah. uh, yeah, a lot of the more micro, like we, uh, Scott from dine drink Detroit's been on for, uh, hyping up his events. And actually if you, uh, go listen to the most, I think it's episode 31, Scott from dine drink Detroit. If you are interested in going to the, Taco Showdown, uh, the Burger Brawl already happened, I think, and the Pizza Throwdown. He was giving away tickets. Hmm. So on our episode, it's still there. They're still up. You can still get free tickets if you're listening. So Episode 31, you said. Episode 31, Scott from Dine Drink Detroit. Before that, we had Kyle Forsyth from 313 Comedy. Uh, shout out to the Motor City Comedy Festival that's uh, coming up sometime. I don't know. <laughs> uh, then we have like a ton of music artists, too, that are all local artists trying to make it. Uh, a guy named Mister, I'm a huge fan of him. Right, like, I'm like he's a, he's a great dude. But at the same time, when you're when as a fan, you're interviewing somebody, you like, like you want them to be so successful because you love what they're working on, right? Um, he's got a, a new album out, uh, Approaching Land. You can check it out. It's on the Cold Rhymes Records label. Um, he also hosts a podcast. Love that. Uh, LXL, Large Extra Large, another friend of the show. We had them on. They've got a show coming up to benefit. Uh, Planned Parenthood and the ACLU. So uh, I think it's called Not Going Back or Never Going Back. So check that out on Facebook. Uh, yeah, dude, we just try to figure out like what are we fans of and what do we like and what who do we want to talk to? And then we just email them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what no, that's, that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it works. You know what I'm saying? Tell me about the Lager House things. You were just talking oh, about dude, musicians. That was so, so, dope. so that was segue. we did. Uh, we had a, a two year anniversary party again. Like I was pretty loose with the two year. Like I. I I was trying to plan out different, like, okay, this time I'm going to hit them with this, then this, then this. And I, I really, uh, since I started this, I wanted to do a live broadcast, right? I also have always, like, in the back of my mind wanted to be, like, not a concert promoter, but, like, I wanted, I want to put something together like that. You know what I mean? Uh, hopefully make some money doing it, too, right? Which not is a lot more difficult than you think, it right? Is, yeah. So we, uh, for our two year anniversary, I put together a live podcast and then any of the, uh, music artists, I invited them and they all came. Uh, it was like an eight person round table for an hour, which um, that 
Yeah, awesome. I, yeah, yeah, it was awesome. I was nervous that it was going to be like everybody talking at once, Cluster right? Fuck, yeah, not at all, man. These guys were professionals. Uh, we had Detroit City on. We had LXL. We had uh, Mister. We had Height Keach, uh, a guy from Baltimore, also on the Cold Rhymes Records label. Um, I dude, I don't even remember who else who else was there. I'm going to feel bad. Detroit City, Mister Height Keach, LXL, and. I can see you going around the table on your head. Yeah, right yeah, now, so. yeah. It was Mr. Height, LXL, City, and I, I don't know. I'll look it up right now. They were like my favorite bands too that, that I uh, put together. Um, so yeah, and then we had a concert, just a fucking hype-ass show. And what uh, was this? This was whatever – dude, it sucked. Whatever day MSU was playing in the Final Four, uh. that's the day it was. <laughs> so right? that last March yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. No, it was End like April, March, April, April 6th maybe. Yeah. And – uh like I thought we were just going to blow the roof off. And while we did, we had a great showing. It was like, you know, the the, the people that were more interested in MSU basketball, which is a, a sizable amount of people, were there. And I think it was the same night as like a Method Man and Red Man show. So oh, it was just man. like, but, man, I had a fucking blast. And, and like now that PJ's Logger House is up for sale, I can uh, – did you know that? I did not know yeah, that. That's yeah, my yeah. favorite local Detroit yeah, venue well, too. kiss it goodbye because it's up for sale for like $2 million Fucking A. he's going to get it and I think he could probably make a lot more just on the – So what's – what's what, I mean what's going to happen to it then do you think? I, condos. Oh, man. I think, that is I mean, so what you, fucking depressing. Maybe another bagel shop or I don't know. Maybe it's more craft cocktails. I, I say, love a craft cocktail but – The Lager House and the Ark in Ann Arbor are my two favorite like like local venues. The Ark that, and that's when it uh, has like church pews, right? Uh no no it's I mean, maybe it did at one point I know I can see how you'd think yeah, that yeah, because yeah. the rows of seats are kind of similar to that they have some of them have these like wooden like bench things in yeah, front yeah, of them yeah 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 uh but uh but yeah no I did not know that that is I I used I'm a musician and one of the first shows I ever played was at the Lager House that place has so much fucking history that yeah, is yeah. so sad that yeah, it's yeah. gonna be a condo if, no <laughs> if those walls could talk you yeah know? and so now forever I can say uh. You know, like worst case scenario, it gets sold. You know what? I I helped plan and, you know, do a show. Right. And yeah. was on, on the stage. And I was on stage doing a podcast, right? Um, Sound and Silence, Ryan uh, from Sound and Silence. John Ryan helped out a ton. Uh, and it was Eddie Logics and Goldzilla, who I, I can't believe I forgot because those guys are fucking <laughs> amazing. Um, they did an album together, Immaculate Misconception. You should definitely check it out. Man, well, when's that? I mean, when did it go up for sale? Like you said, oh, a week ago, maybe. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was like, just there last month. I had, yeah, yeah. I, I think, no it pro- I mean, honestly, it probably the story probably broke like July third. Oh, uh, okay. I would think that they would probably not want to. Um, I don't, know, I, I don't know, maybe because it was definitely lost in like during that vacation. It was definitely over that time, right? But yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't blame the guy. Uh, they asked him like, why do you want to do it? He's like, because I want to do, I want to do stuff with my life. Yeah, and it's like the underlining is like because I want. Two million dollars, and yeah. that's fine, bro. Like you've done your part. That's you know, um, but yeah, that's that is kind of yeah. sad that that piece of history is going to be one more thing disappearing. We'll see, unless the, someone steps you know. up and keeps it there. But I don't know why. Like those those condos that are the lofts that are right next to it are you know one bedroom selling for five six hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, and Ford's moving into the flipping uh, the uh, train station. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. You know, like if you thought if you thought real estate prices were insane in Corktown now, just stand by. Man. Yeah, man. The, the, what <laughs> and is it, Southwest, the... I feel bad for like that. The other side of uh, it's the oldest neighborhood in the city, isn't Corktown it? Corktown, is. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But which I mean, Cadillac landed in what seventeen? I don't know. 
1701. So is that when Corktown started? Like when the first guy showed yeah, that's, up? That's that know? goes way past me when I. Yeah, that's above know. my pay grade there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah. Well, um, tell me about the cease and desist you got. <laughs> uh, no, I will. I will. Uh, I can I can talk about it, but uh, there was another organization that had a similar name to our original name. Oh, uh, okay. And uh, the individual sent me a cease and desist, which was kind of silly because. I don't want to give it too much credit because he uh, – there there was – he, the individual believed that there was a basis for it, but there it was – you know, I, I've worked in law firms now for 10 years. I was it, I was not worried, but uh, – you, you were also kind of like, what the fuck? I was kind of like, yeah. why are you trying to be a bully? Like, yeah. do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, just – You could have just emailed me sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. You, that Okay. And that's what – that's what I would – my big thing was, was like, hey, man, if you came to me like a man and were like, hey, dude – just so you know, this is, you know, X, Y, Z. I'd been like, you know what? That's fine. Like I give me a minute. I'll change, change the stuff around. Like, yeah, cause you had just started, right? That's basically. Dude, I, yeah, this was, and it was like just before the show too. So, I mean, yeah, it was, it was frustrating, but you know, God love him. I wish him well, uh, because we're fucking doing outstanding. So. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you're <laughs> having a blast. My ass, you know? Um, well, uh, so I got to ask. You sent it to my ass on Instagram too on one of them. I'm like, dude, oh, really? Like, really? I had a guest two weeks ago that got a, a, a – not a cease and desist but uh, like a, a notice from the the uh, the, uh, the city to stop doing what he was doing uh, also through Instagram. That was how they found him. They got it through his Instagram. Really? So Instagram apparently is the place to I don't, to I don't do know if that that's now. actually like allowed but it definitely gets to people I guess. But I don't right. think that counts as like a legitimate court – service yeah i don't know you know what i mean like we tweeted his ass you know what i mean like i don't know send him a snapchat and uh well hell, the president that. conducts business through twitter now so I yeah mean, uh, dude, not to well, bring him up but. well no that's fine did you see um the, there was a court ruling now that he can't he's not allowed to like block individuals that oh is that was that his him? massive victory that he was talking about today or no, whatever? no like it would be the opposite so it was it would be his uh he's not he isn't allowed to block people or something like oh, that no i didn't hear about because that, he's no. the president so like if you're a public official publicly elected official you can't block individuals on twitter wasn't that aoc that. who was that was based on something that she was doing too maybe maybe As I, I saw something with her and blocking people yeah it that, very well could be i i don't know i you know i, I should probably keep up more with national politics, but it's such a fucking circus right now. When I had Kenya Abbott from Politic in on here, yeah. I asked her, who do you like for, for, uh, for president on the Democrats? And she said, I don't even really pay attention to that. I'm Not so yet, focused right? on, on Detroit. You yeah. Know, local. I'm like, you know, that is, that's probably the right attitude yeah. because they say politics happens from the ground up yeah. and you need to focus on what's going on around you before you focus on the, yeah. the far away. Think globally, you know? but act locally. Yeah. Is what, it's something I like to, to to say I, I don't know I've never actually fucking said that I think I got that <laughs> from Biodome <You're laughs> I think the, the movie Biodome is where I heard him say that <laughs> I was gonna say yeah who said that Paulie Shore good. and Stephen Baldwin maybe but um so what the, this will be the last question that I ask like the last big question but uh, yeah keep going what got, I got plenty of time our, sweet. I'm having a blast honestly this is this time is fine but I'm really enjoying this yeah it's so, so much that's why I've started having like when since I've had it, started having other podcasters on it's so nice to have I mean not that my other guests don't don't aren't good interviews I've had some awesome interviews but like the back and forth is so fluid it's integral you know yeah, yeah. yeah. The body language. Skype is tough to do an interview on, man. You talk over each other a lot more yeah. because you can't yeah, yeah, yeah. see when the guy's going to say something or whatever. <laughs> yeah. No, you go. You go. Yeah. Yeah. I had, Turn my I, headphones up. I can't hear what you're saying. What'd you say? I had yeah. a lot of those. Yeah. I've had a lot of those. And, and it, it's, I mean, I've been doing this for two years now and it's still, it still happens. And so I've just kind of accepted it. It's like if it's 
a lot of the people that I get where I'm like, I don't, where you email them, like you said, and, and you're not sure if they're going to even get back to you, and then they do, and then you're like, oh, I get to talk to them. They're all going to be Skype interviews, you know, for oh, the most yeah. part. So, or, so yeah, for me, it's like, are they going to show up? Yeah, you know yeah, and I mean? there's like, that I've too. And you're like, sitting there waiting, you know, it's like, is this phone call going to happen? Yeah, you know? yeah. And then it does, and you're like, holy shit, like, I, I've known who you are since I was a kid, you know? Yeah, what's, what's been your biggest get? Um, or your most fun, even, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I've had a lot of friend, just friends of mine on that have been, that have been great. Uh, like the, as far as like fun, probably cause I'm just, I'm not tense, you know, going yeah, yeah. into those. But, um, I mean, I've had, uh, I'm, I'm going to go back like the, you know, who Ashes of Soma are the band Ashes Dude, of Soma. Uh, yeah. I had yeah, Randy yeah. on Randy. What's, what's the one jam I like? I'm going to pull it up. It's on my phone because they used to play it on like 89X. Yeah. They used to be on there's Emancipate. somebody. Is yeah. Emancipate. Yeah. I'll okay. tear this all apart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's one of my running songs, right? No um, shit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but talk to this guy because there's two different versions. There was the version they had on the radio mm-hmm. and then they have the version on uh, their the 2010 album. album. Yeah. 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 I've got the version of the album on my phone, but I prefer the one the original one yeah on the radio the rougher one yeah. i think i did ask him about that cuz he was on back in december i had a guy from uh, american idol on chris sly who came in 10th place in 7th nice. season yeah. um that was kind of cool cuz i knew who i'd known who he was i used to watch that show when i was younger yeah, yeah. uh the singer from 10,000 maniacs you know who they are they're band With the, the female yeah, yeah yeah natalie merchant not her but the one who took over from yeah. her yeah was it uh Wow, no, was that them? Because the night. Yep, that's yeah, them. Yeah. Yep, it's that band. It's a yeah. VH1 classic. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I've had, uh, actually, my most recent interview where I, I got somebody that was, uh, where I was like, I, would, I don't think they're going to get back to me. I just randomly emailed him. His name is a poet named Wynn Cooper. Okay. And he wrote a poem called Fun uh, that uh, was. It was just in, a, in an LA bookshop. He'd had like 500 copies of this collection of poetry printed. Uh, and uh, Cheryl Crow's uh, manager was in this bookshop and found the book and found the poem, and they needed a lyrics to a song that she had written. Wow. They liked they didn't like the lyrics, they liked the music, and they took it back. And she basically just sang the poem over the song, and it was all I want to do. Yeah, and it really? became this, and it became this fucking huge hit. And so he told me the story of that poem, and it was that was a lot of fun. That was a great interview. And that's pretty cool, man. Yeah. So so um, it's I've I've had a lot of fun. It's it's been it's been really good. And I got the next. You're the only July interview I have besides my friend who was on last week. Uh, my last, my next three guests are all Purple Rose Theater, uh, uh, Jeff Daniels Jeff Theaters, yeah, 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 yeah out in yeah. Chelsea. There's uh, I got a playwright slash actress, and then uh, and then uh, like the the coordinator. Like you should the, go for Jeff Daniels, man. I, I had. Him, I should go for Jeff Daniels. He was my hockey coach when I was a kid. I had Get him, out of here. Yeah, I was on oh, a shit. hockey team with his kid. Yeah, for and uh, I mean I. Could con- I don't think I ever really talked to him one on one, but yeah, I took an acting class there last uh, last fall, and so I've slowly I met so many cool people in that class. I've kind of slowly been taking them yeah. throughout since last fall. I've been having them on one by one, and for some reason this month three of them got scheduled in a row. So nice. after you, it's all purple rose. So people listening, that's that's who's going to be on. Uh, it'll be it'll be uh, next week is uh, Lauren Knox who. Jeff Daniels is on Mark Maron's What the Fuck podcast, yeah. and he mentioned her as one of his, you know, like we're talking about playwrights right now. And she's she wrote a play, and they're producing it this year at the uh, at the Purple Rose, and so we'll be talking to her about that. And then uh, and then uh, Maria Kelly's the the uh, the actress she'll be at the end of the month, and then Michelle Mountain, who's like Guy Sandville's, you know, it's, it's Jeff Daniels, Guy Sandville, Michelle Mountain. Okay, so uh, 
So she'll be on in uh, two weeks. And after weeks. that, you'll have Guy Sandville. And He's, I'm trying to get him, Sandville. man. He said he'd come on. He said he'd Dude, come just on. Email yeah. him. Be like, look, yeah. bro, come on, man. You know that's that's how I've gotten. That's pretty much how I got Yang too. Is just like, do you want to do just this? Continue, or not? Like, just continuously, yeah. yeah, pushing. Yeah. Dude, fortune number one, fortune favors the bold, right? Mm-hmm. And consistency is key. That's like. In anything in life, man, you have to be consistent. Well, I've had I, I'm going to remember persistent. that because I've had a lot of like Josh Mallerman, the 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 author of Bird Box. You remember yeah, that Sandra Bullock? Yeah, yeah. I've, he said he was interested last fall. I've or last winter rather. I've had a, a colleague of his on an author named Danger Slater. He was on at the end of May. Uh, so I'm like I'm like okay, I got to remember. To, I haven't messaged him. Again. I'm like I got to freaking message him. Yeah, you do know? it tonight, man. I challenge yeah. you. I'm going to text you tomorrow. All right, so just send him an email. We'll do that. Yeah, I'll just say, hey, you're still interested. It's been we a got while. Jeff you know? Daniels coming up. Yeah, <laughs> you interested? You know what I'm saying? But anyway, uh, uh, enough about me. We'll get back to. I, I, I wanted to ask you about Detroit. What is the biggest challenge facing Detroit right now, in your opinion? Ugh. After having grown, I know that's a huge question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But and I do having so grown bad up with there, hypotheticals and, like. What's the first thing that comes into your head when I ask you that? Education and retention. Retention of People not moving away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but this is is actually something anytime uh, another one of my buddies, Jason, anytime we have a couple pops, you know what I mean? We we say, what do you think? And it's, it always cycles back for us uh, is that you can have like all this cool shit downtown. We're fortunate enough that we can participate in this, but as soon as, you know, um, People start having kids, okay? Uh, like this younger, and I don't want to say like, you know, the uh, Gilbert's kids, you know what I mean? Like everyone that works at Quicken, they're, they're living downtown, they're making great money. Uh, as soon as they start having kids, they're either going to send them to a private school or they're going to move out of the city, okay, and take all that with them. So I think um, it, it starts with education, right? Um, that That in my mind is the most important thing is funding uh, funding the schools, finding qualified teachers. And I can't remember the new superintendent's name, but from what I understand, he's doing a very good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's what it comes down to. On top of that, you need, uh, you know, safety, right? And you need, so I, I, I'm a big proponent of uh, fire safety, parks and rec, right? So you have to have your safety has to be covered, public safety. Uh, you have to give kids that don't have anything to do after school. You have to provide programs for them through parks and recreation. And you have to make sure that educationally they're getting something, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, something more. And I, and I, I don't know, I didn't go to Detroit public schools. Right. Uh, so I, I can't really comment on them personally, but I think once you have, I, I that, that it all starts there because that's, that's where families are going to put their kids into school and that's where your tax base comes from. Right. Mm-hmm. So from there, you know, proper transportation, proper, uh, access to jobs, access to uh, healthier foods, right? Right, the food desert problem. Yeah, yeah, and that that was definitely something that we we even dealt with, right? When I was when I was growing up, it was we had a Spartan grocery store like near Wayne State, but that was about it in like Harbortown. But uh, if you if you needed anything, you had to you had to make a trip. So yeah, I don't know, man. It's I I get nervous when people ask me that question because it's like, what do you think? And then my first answer is like well who what, i don't <laughs> who the fuck am i yeah, yeah. who the fuck am i exactly <laughs> right like well but after i mean you know you've, you've grown up well i'll tell you who you are you you grew up there you've lived there you know your whole life except for when you were in college which is you know i mean that's 
pretty yeah. in, in in a person's life that's a pretty small blip you know yeah and uh especially and what i remember <laughs> well you're you're and you're you work for a freaking law firm that's what you've you know yeah. that's what you've done so you're you you know you you know what you're talking about in terms of the legal legal s of it i guess yeah um so yeah that's that's i mean just I mean, seeing it change, how much it's changed since you've since you've been born. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Since even the in the 80s, neighborhoods that I grew up you know? in, right? That all the, the neighborhoods that I grew up in mm-hmm. uh, was like four eight two two four zip code. So like, some of it is still really bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's There's not like these safe. pockets it, of desolation yeah. next to the five hundred thousand dollar condos. Yeah, and it's yeah. not even like pockets of desolation. Like you go to the neighborhoods, and some of them are still nice, but like it's it's. I don't know. So that that's why I think it, it starts with school, but it also you need to have people in the city, right? And you can't just have them right in one area, which is something I, I think it's great. People are starting to move back into the neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to have a tax base. Like you can't pay for these funds. But I mean, the city, the city's finances. I, I'm not going to say that they've been mismanaged for a long time, but they certainly haven't made like. I, I don't even want to say the best decision because I'm sure at the time they were making the best decisions they could. But like we – the city declared bankruptcy. Like yeah. People don't know what that means, right? So um, – and a lot of people lost their retirements that were city workers. Pensions and everything yeah, else. While yeah. some people uh, didn't lose a dime that may have only been there for a short amount of time and they're still pulling a hundred grand. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it, – I, I don't know. I'm not going to say it's like, oh, it's too far because it's not. It's, it's really easy to like shit on Detroit. Uh, but it's my hometown. It's what I love. And, and I sincerely hope the best for it. But yeah, people like regional transit is a big one. I wish we could talk a little bit about that. Like Macomb County, you dicks. You yeah. know, like, <laughs> like this is something that benefits all of us. And there are people that are taking these, the public transportation to work in your place of business, to work in your factories, to work in your fucking malls or wherever. You know what I mean? Uh, we're, we're a service, a service driven economy at this level. And, uh, you need to like what it was like Henry Ford that he made sure that if you were working in his factory, you could afford a car. You know, yeah, exactly. His cars, his yeah, product. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah, like, that's, I think that's what it comes down to. If you can't afford the services, uh, that you're working for and, you know, no one, no one in the city is looking for a handout. Mm-hmm. Free money doesn't mean shit to anybody. Like it's been there. I don't know. Like there've been studies that like show people are much more fulfilled when they work for that, that money. Like just give them the tools, give people in the city, the right. tools to, to, to actual, to self-actualize and, and they'll do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, some of them, some of them won't, some mm-hmm. of them won't. But, but you're going to get that everywhere. That's, yeah, that that's not everywhere. who I'm worried about. Let, yeah. let them go. I don't mm. give a shit. I'm talking about the people that are like actively trying and being met with like, well, like, uh, I have to drive 45 minutes, but you know, I spent my money on X bill and Y bill and now I got a flat tire mm. and I can't go to work or, you know what I mean? Like not a year goes by. You don't hear a story about a guy walking like 15 miles. Yeah. And then somebody – and it's like, you know, gets a Kickstarter going and they buy him a car. It's yeah. like those, those stories are just, I mean, they're heartwarming, but they shouldn't have to happen. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, exactly. And that's, you know, I, yeah, it, they shouldn't. And it's, it's disgusting that. Well, let me, let me ask you, has it changed though, since the bankruptcy, have you noticed improvement at all? Well, of or, I course, mean, of course. Right. And, uh, there are like downtown just speaks for itself. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. That's true. Uh, people are starting to move back into neighborhoods. 
Uh, I do remember when Duggan got elected. I watched the press conference that he gave, and they asked, like, what's your goal between when you now and when you leave? What do you want? He said, I want more people moving into the city than are leaving. He said, yeah. that's really my, my one Well, you have thing. to yeah. because you can't support anything if you don't have people paying taxes, right? right. Um, yeah. You know, and I, again, I get nervous to answer like the question, like, is it getting better? Yeah. In some instances, in some instances, no, it hasn't changed at all. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I think, um, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. It didn't fall apart in a day. It's going to take time. It's going to take effort. It's going to take sacrifice. It's going to take, um, people like me, uh, and people like, you know, that are able to put their money where their mouth is and, and buy property in the city. Um, it's tough right now, though, because it's either like you're downtown paying a shit ton or you're in a neighborhood that uh, is a little rough around the edges still. And you're, you know what I mean? And paying, I, I don't know, man. So, yeah, it's changed. Of course it's changed, right? Like I had my 12th birthday party playing laser tag at um, in Greektown at Trapper's Alley. You know what oh, I'm saying? Man. Now it's a casino. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. There, it used to be uh, an abandoned Wonder Bread factory. Now there's another casino, you know? That so, is true. I mean, you got the, the, the Russell Industrial Center now, the, the Ham, right next to the Hamtramck plant. I work down right there on Grand. You, you've got, I mean, hell, look at Corktown again to bring that up. I mean, imagine, you know, even 10 years ago, somebody saying, oh, Ford's going to own the depot and there's going to be half a million dollar condos going in, Yeah, you know? People thought Tiger Stadium was going to be there forever. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, well, that was going to be like, that was going to be condos. That was going to be an MLS home. That was going to be like a million whole different bunch things. of shit. Yeah. yeah. And I just say, knock it down now. Like, mm -hmm. like Joe Lewis, people, like, oh, what up? just knock it the fuck down. Like, we don't need another empty building. It is sad, but yes, I see. Yeah, it's I see. Sad, dude. I'm yeah. a hockey guy, of course, yeah. but like, I, you know, let's one, not, we, let's not silver dome it. <laughs> what, yeah, what happened with the silver dome? Exactly. Yeah. And let's capitalize on, on this momentum, right? The, the, and make no mistake about it. The construction is slowing downtown. Mm -hmm. um, it costs a lot of money now, right? Like your the the business rents are going up, the house housing costs. So prices are like there's still projects going on, but it's certainly not that boom that it was a few years ago. Um, there will be again, though. I think I think they're just kind of again pulling their head up to strategize and figure out like, okay, what do we? really want to accomplish right right, right. Um, well did you hear about that wasn't there like they were going to build a, a tower that's even taller than the ren center it'll be the tallest yeah, building the hudson's thing. hudson's building. yeah that's right is hudson's that still building. happening yeah or? yeah, yeah but did you notice it's not going on no that's why i'm asking exactly. yeah yeah so uh well dan gilbert also not not that gilbert having a stroke like directly affected that but like that's the leader of right uh, you know what i mean and He's so the spearhead exactly yeah. so it, i don't think it's slowing because of that but uh Having you know, him out not, of commission is not, uh, not – Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's not really – like they say, it. oh, it's still like the wild, wild, wild. It's not really like the wild, wild west anymore. There are definitely – it's not like it, it used to be where, you know, here's a you know $10,000 bag of vacuum bag a la Kwame Kilpatrick. Let's do business. Right, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Uh, so th there's definitely bureaucratic red tape and I, it's uh, – yeah, I, I don't know, man. Well, I don't it's, even remember what the question was. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, we kind of – we went down the rabbit hole there. But that's – I mean – it's, I mean, like I said, yeah, it, it, it's, it's interesting to, to talk about. And, and yeah. especially, you know, I grew up in the suburbs, you know, I, but Where Detroit, at? uh, Troy, South Lion, mostly South, South Lion. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I don't, I mean, I know South Lion's got its problems too. Does uh, it? <laughs> yeah. Drugs? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Heroin high. That's what absolutely. they called. Yeah. My high school. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I mean, that's a whole other start, but so but relating to Detroit, yeah, I, I drove for hospice for for uh, 
three years. Thank and, you, man. That's that's heavy. And uh, my first area was Detroit. That was where I was. And so that was kind of this. I mean, I got to know the whole Metro Detroit area. Sure. But that was also where it's and it's it really speaks to how big the city is, too. And I, I, I think I'm familiar with it. And then somebody tells me a street name and I'm like, I don't remember that, you know, at so, all. Yeah. So. But yeah, I went. I went in, and I tell people this all the time. I've said this. Uh, forgive me for repeating myself, uh, uh, audience. But uh, I've, you know, I've seen people, you know, dying in mansions, you know, out in Brighton or, or you know, Clarkston, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then people dying in in Detroit basements with yep. one freaking light bulb, yep. you know, and bare walls and everything. So it's uh it was really a, and sometimes even in Detroit, you know, like in in like there's some beautiful neighborhoods, you know, that are that Palmer are, Park, Sherwood Forest, or, that are still know, around, yeah. And it's uh, and you know, we all we all, that's the it's a great equalizer there. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's, it's something that we don't really like to talk about either. Like no. that we're all just inevitably marching towards our death. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, uh, yeah, dude. It, that's and you know that's another thing. When I uh, I grew up not realizing like my experience while not unique being downtown and being like a white guy growing up in downtown, but like knowing homeless people on a first name basis and seeing like firsthand at what hard drug use does to individuals or individuals when, uh, you know, I don't want to say it was angler that closed all the mental health, uh, public mental health facilities, but it might've been, uh, it was, well, it was definitely underway before him, yeah. but he was kind of the final. So, hammer blow, so yeah. To speak. So, like you see that and and you grew up seeing that people on the street, it's fucking heartbreaking and you want to make sure that, you know, they're taken care of. So like, that's another thing. What does Detroit need? I think a society is judged um, by the way they care for their young and the way they care for their elderly and the ones who, um, that, that most either, vulnerable. Yeah. The most vulnerable of your society. Like I am my brother's keeper in, in, in a sense. Absolutely. So, you know, and I, I talk a big game, but like, I, we Who can f- always do more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, well, and it's I so try. fucking complicated too. Cause yeah. it's just the whole price. It's amazing that anything gets done at all at any level, really. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I love it here though, man. I love Detroit. I love Michigan. I, it will always be home for me. Like the, the Detroit area, especially yeah. after, like I said, driving, it was getting to know the whole area. I was like, this is what I think about leaving. And then I just never do. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I don't have any, I don't want to, everybody I know is here. My siblings are all they've all they've all moved moved out. Um but uh I just you know, I don't I don't have any plans on leaving. I wanna yeah. see I wanna see what's gonna happen too. People keep talking about this wave, you know, like you said, it's there was that boom and then it's kinda low going getting into a lull again. Yeah. But I think, you know, people still say uh it, you know, the next ten years, who knows what's gonna happen. You know, yeah. could, there's gonna be you know, wave of development again. So. No, it will be. You never see like a graph that just goes like straight up on an angle. You know what I mean? Like there's always going to be, you're going to peak out. Up, it'll down, down, yeah. Peaks and, and valleys. Back up. Exactly. Right. So, um, I don't know. I, you know, there's just, there's, there's infrastructure. Fuck dude. We need to work on our infrastructure. You know what I mean? Not, not a season goes by. You don't see like, Hey, the lodge or 696 was, is under 10 feet of water. Yeah. Like that's yeah. not, Supposed to normal. happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that didn't used to happen at all. Yeah, not that I remember. Not that I remember, you know? yeah. Uh, and where I live, the Detroit River is is already crested. Like they've got uh, like tape off of where like the river's already flooded into oh, really? our little area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the uh like the across from West Village area. Like oh, okay. I think they call it Gold Coast, but um Yeah, so I infrastructure transportation, education, like what do you, I don't think the we're list hitting, goes on. Yeah, we're yeah. not hitting anything out of the park. We're doing good. 
You know what I mean? Doing better than we were. Not in the hole anymore. No. It, well, and it'll be interesting now to see, you know, I mean, we just elected a new governor. Yeah. And, and literally, as soon as we do that, you see the, it kind of to slow down, the development to slow down, right? So that's another thing. Like, I don't know if, um, I don't know if that's a coincidence or if that's like, well, let's see how. How she does. Yeah. Well, not even see how she does, but let's see what she does, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's an interesting time, right? If you just kind of peel back that first layer and, and like nothing is ever exactly as it seems, you know what I mean? So uh, Detroit is entertaining if nothing else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what I was getting at before where it's just like I don't, you know, it, it will always be home and, and I don't. Think about you know my siblings live in L.A. now or D.C. or wherever. I'm just like I, I don't know. I'm, yeah. It, Did you see that video that we in the lodge with it? No. You no. didn't watch that? No. What is with, that? Oh, you didn't see that? No, yet? I didn't. So it was like uh, a group of Chargers and Challengers that at, at 11 o'clock at night, not even like super late. Yeah. 11 o'clock blocked off the lodge freeway like all parked diagonal and then just started doing donuts. Where? In Where the lodge in... uh, between Linwood and Livernoy. Oh my god! You didn't see that? No, oh I, did. I remember hearing we in the lodge with it. Yeah, I remember, and you're like, I, what is that shit? I have yeah, no, yeah. I had no. It's frame this chick of reference. just screaming, and it's like, it, it's so funny because you see these different points in like Detroit culture get made, where it's like that's going to be around for a while. That's a it's meme. so cold yeah. in the D is going to be around forever. You yeah. know what I mean? Like there are there are these points where like uh, the city seems to rally around, uh, just you know, right, wrong, or indifferent, and, and uh, I couldn't be more proud to call myself a detroiter uh then and i couldn't be more proud now and in the future so well the detroit local we uh we will keep an eye on you and uh we'll be we'll be we'll be listening and uh and watching to see what happens with you guys too as you continue to be part of this right i appreciate it man um but uh last question what do you got uh, coming up in the future is there anything you want to promote uh dude we're like i said we're on the summer hiatus right now uh we've got a couple scheduled uh a couple podcasts scheduled. I don't want to say the guests just yet. Uh, you know, I dude, I don't even know, man. We're uh, go check out our website, buy a t-shirt, the Detroit local, you know, make a donation if you want. Uh, we're looking to do maybe, uh, you know, an organized bike ride. Uh, thinking about doing like maybe a school supply drive, just like find one teacher in one classroom and just get donations just for that one. Like mm-hmm. kind of sticking with the micro versus the macro, not trying to like do the smallest amount for a ton of people, but like find one underserved classroom that we can, uh, that we can directly impact and be like, look, this is like, we can do this, this one's taken know? care of. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I don't know, man, just, just try to do the fight, the good fight. And we're going to be back on with the podcast in like September. Um, and you got Christmas sweaters coming up. Maybe eh, we so. already got them out. If you want to buy them, they're still on the website. You know what I'm saying? Like it is pretty cool. It says what up dope. <laughs> like, it's got like a deer on it. It's pretty dope. Um, <laughs> Yeah, man. I don't just life, work. You know what I'm saying. So nothing cool, in particular. Go check out everyone that I mentioned uh, earlier on the podcast. Buy their music. Buy their merchandise. Uh, go to their shows. Do everything you can to support people trying to make a difference in the city and that are grinding it out on uh, on this local level. Cool, Please. man. Well, thanks so much for coming on. It's been great talking to you. Dude, God bless you. I we, appreciate it. We went over, so that means it's a good show. Wow. If, I, if I go over. Well, I'll come back. Good, I'll good come talk. back, man. I'd yeah, love to. yeah. We'll get you, and we could uh, try and get Kari in here, too. Yeah, dude, cool. I mean, he'll be down. He just he got, you know, oh, we didn't even go over. He was oh, on a fucking, fucking yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. We, we can really quick. Shout really out. Quick, yeah. Shout out our uh, TDL co-host, Kari, for uh, winning a, a couple stacks on the TV's The Match Game, hosted by Alec Baldwin. Uh Dude, he was uh, Vanessa Williams was on it. Jason uh, American Pie, Jason whatever his Jason name is. Jason Biggs, yeah. yeah, one of the 
moms from Sabrina the Teenage Witch was on it. You know, they're all not like he, Joel McHale was on it, but he, uh, yeah, dude, they flew his ass out to fucking New York and he he, he did he did well, but it's probably on demand. I don't know, man, but I watch it. That's so, cool, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll, I mean, we can talk to him about that. That'll be like yeah, yeah. the first thing we bring up. If you could you be know? on a game show, what would you be on? Uh, Jeopardy, yeah, honestly. Yeah, do me too, because yeah, that's yeah. like you're just smart, right? Yeah. Whatever yeah. one I can win the most money at. Yeah. Plus, plus, like, I feel like I would get at least a couple questions right on Jeopardy. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I'd walk away with something. Plus, then you'd be like, "Also, I was on Jeopardy." Yeah, right? exactly. So. Yeah, I don't even need to win. I just want like two grand. You know? Yeah, I'll take I'll take two G's for sure. All right, Alex. All right. Hey, I yeah, thanks a lot, brother. man. Everybody else, uh, you heard me earlier. I'll be back next week. Lauren Knox uh, Mosley is my guest. Uh, we're going to talk plays and playwriting and acting and all that good stuff. And Jeff Daniels. And Jeff Daniels. So everybody, have a great week. I uh, will be back. This has been American Winer on Podcast Detroit. Com.